Welcome. You're listening to Now That You Ask, curious answers to life's persistent questions as seen through the eyes of Akasha Halsey. That would be me. I'll be your host and guide as we settle in for a few minutes of the unexpected that may bring about your own questions and maybe even some answers too. Thanks so much for joining me. Now let's get started with the show. Iran. I went to Iran to visit my boyfriend, Peter, and left two and a half years later at the beginning of the 1979 Iranian Revolution. Gone today is the Iran that I loved, and don't think for a minute I don't realize how lucky I was to have seen it in all its glory. My boyfriend was teaching English at an army post for Iranian cadets that, hopefully, would learn to fly helicopters purchased from the United States. The community there consisted of people well, far removed from any experience I'd ever had. I met my first openly gay person, also from Alabama, a bisexual biker chick who wore a spiked collar to class and a bead collector who became a world-renowned expert in that field. There were Australians, Mormons, vagabonds, and academics. And then there was me, raised to be unfailingly polite, remember my manners, and keep a smile on my face. To say I had walked into an education without knowing it would be that was an understatement. I was amazed and, well, a bit awestruck, not to mention trying to figure out how to be in this strange environment. A day or so after I arrived, I watched my boyfriend Peter teach his class. It seemed easy, and he suggested I try to get a job. I considered that possibility, knowing the director would hire me just because I was from Alabama. Well, Say what you will, but that's just the way it works in the South. We look after our own. I made up my resume with emphasis on the made-up part, knowing the phone service was sketchy in Iran, and he probably would never contact my references anyway. Peter helped me with a lesson plan, and off I went to teach my first class, observed by the director. A few days later, he let me know I was hired. So easy, and the start of a lifetime of thinking I was capable of doing just about anything. Well, even I could probably figure it out, unless it was brain surgery. There's a big difference in visiting and living in a foreign country. My time in Iran opened me up to many perspectives on life and different lifestyles, not to mention the history that all of Iran brought to bear. Such an ancient country, abundant with beauty, from the people to the architecture to poetry. I tooled around villages nearby with a friend who was a photographer and made contacts with little kids, each of us looking at the other as an oddity. I learned recipes from other countries like groundnut stew from Africa. I traveled out in the Iranian countryside, seeing vast areas of arid land and then verdant villages popping up out of nowhere, a result of underground ganats or water suppliers invented by the Persians. Poetry, architecture, music, gold, rugs. These were the everyday aspects that governed my education. I embarked on a time of extensive travel throughout the Middle East, nurtured by Iran, driven by curiosity, held in wonder by the differences in culture. Everyone that I knew had their favorite rug dealer, and I adopted one loved by my new friends. He invited me to visit his village, where I encountered firsthand the separation of women from men. 
The women cooked all our food in a stone oven the size of a small, rounded basketball half. There were immense platters of rice, whole chickens, greens, and traditional bread cooked on the upper inside of that oven. I was invited into a bedroom to see their children, who lay lined up on a bed arranged from smallest to oldest, ears pierced and eyes lined with coal. I ate with the men on a tarp on a Persian rug, no utensils, trying over and over to perfect picking up rice from its immense tray with my right hand, rolling it into a ball with only the fingers at hand, and using my thumb to pop it into my mouth. It might sound easy, it is not. It was the cause of much laughter among the men and myself, and when we finished the meal, well, the tarp was pretty clean except where I sat, which looked like it had been strafed by an airplane filled with rice, due to the times I'd missed my mouth entirely. I made friends with so many people, and some are still in my life today. Henry, the director, passed away from AIDS. Kevin and Ira, my first gay couple friends, one of them perished in a bathhouse fire. My dear friend Katucci, always called by his last name, the giver of the groundnut stew recipe, is married and living in Bangkok with his husband. My longtime friend Liz lives in Berkeley right across the bay. That photographer is married and living in Japan. My then-boyfriend Peter is living in South America somewhere, still teaching English as a foreign language and spending his vacation time in Goa, India, according to his family. With the exception of my then-boyfriend, we are all in contact with each other, sometimes not often enough, but always with our shared experiences at the ready of what a beautiful time we had in a beautiful country. Iran gave me my first exposure to a foreign lifestyle in so many meanings of those words. I witnessed students who, after seeing their first TV show, Little House on the Prairie, thought I was the small girl in that series because we had the same first name. I was known by Laura at that time, so we both had brown hair. We must be the same, huh? I encountered young men who refused to believe man had walked on the moon, even though they saw it on TV. Some students were appalled to find out they were being trained to pilot helicopters that had guns mounted on them, which they were expected to use if necessary. One student, upon hearing this information, went AWOL, and as far as I know, was never heard from again. I was proud of the work I did there and thought the world of the Army cadets I taught until we made a video of one of my classes, and I, well, I realized they all sounded like they were from Texas. I came to understand that Americans have an embellished picture of themselves and their importance, and most particularly, we certainly don't know all there is to know about life. The simplicity of the Iranian lifestyle was what struck me then, and I appreciate it more fully as I've aged. I was introduced to the education that travel can give you, and I feel it's almost an imperative that everyone have that opportunity to experience this, if they can. I know it changed the way I see the world and gave me a greater appreciation of other people and their way of life. I came away with an expanded sense of who I might be, and that way of thinking has guided me down many a path since. I learned that there are many paths to wisdom and that we can all benefit from being exposed to different ways of getting there. Difference contains its own unexpected gift, but we have to be open to it if we hope to undo that present. Music
Thank you for listening to Now That You Ask. I hope you found this episode insightful and perhaps entertaining, too. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you enjoy the show, please take a moment to rate and review it on iTunes. If you didn't like the show, well, I guess you just lost a few minutes of your life. But you might want to try another one. They're all really different. You can also listen to past episodes and subscribe to email updates on nowthatyouaskpodcast.com. Bye-bye for now.